0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poor Man's Podcast Sports Extra. the sports guy, JP. JP, how are you this week?
1: I'm doing good. I feel like these intros get epic <laughs> every time. You know, more and more epic each and every time. So I guess I'm feeling pretty good about
0: that. Yeah, well, it's gonna lead uh, lead me to a. a, a I'm getting a lot of pressure now going into it so uh you know let's just be light and fun with it and you know I guess we'll see how the uh the intro climbs that'll be uh that'll be interesting for the first time uh people are listening to this show if it's your first time listening thanks for listening <laughs> um just know done. that uh that the be. intro is going to get uh bigger and bigger so JP not uh not a great week with uh Steelers Jaguars it seems like the Jaguars have the Steelers number and pick it not finish the game and uh Steelers just can't score points, it seems like. So what are your main takeaways from some of this?
1: I think this is kind of just where we expected them to be at this point. Four and three, all things considered at the midway point, I guess is better than expected. Um, four and threes where actually I had them. I think most experts had them. but you know, coming off a loss to Jacksonville, I'm not entirely surprised by it, but um, you know, just also in disappointing fashion, you know, the injuries, Mick Fitzpatrick, obviously the hamstring, Kenny Pickett will be questionable for a short week on Thursday. Um, but, yeah, you know, 4-3, um, and three, I guess that's okay, all things considered. But, again, like you say, just no explos- explosiveness from the offense. It looks like a team that's uh, maybe right around the 9-win mark for their easy schedule coming up. So, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. But uh, kind of just finish it. This game went as advertised
0: as I thought. Yeah, JP, I'm looking through the the records in the AFC right now and Steelers are at 4 and 3 um which seems to be kind of what every team is in the 4 and 3 3 and 4 range which I guess if you want parity in the league it's kind of everybody's still in it right now which I guess is good for the NFL because then every market is still in it but it looks like like in the AFC North we have the Ravens at 6 and 2 but literally every other team in the division is 4 and 3 uh, in the South, you have J- Jacksonville at six and two. So every division winner has six wins right now. So in the South, the Jags, in the West, the Chiefs, um, North, the Ravens, and then in the East, the Dolphins, all leading. Bills are the only team in second place in any division that have more than four wins. They have five. Jets at four and three, and then in the AFC South, Texans three and four, Titans three and four. In the West, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos all have three wins. So I mean, yeah, so
1: yeah, a lot of parody, like you said. Um, all teams seem to be like reasonably competitive. Um, no like juggernaut so far this season. Every team looks somewhat beatable. Like even the Jets beat off uh, beat Philly. <laughs> so yeah, definitely a very competitive league this year. And uh, Steelers by record remain competitive, but from what you see on the field, I I don't really
0: have them competing with some of these other teams. Yeah, they're right in the middle, and I mean, I guess right in the middle, will get you 9-8, and eight, which is kind of what they're going for anyway, I guess. but
1: Yeah, I get that goal.
0: You, you see this, and you see, okay, probably not going to win the division. Uh, uh, who knows? Cleveland can make a push, or they might completely fall off. Bengals, uh, I think they're probably going to be getting better as the year goes on. Ravens, I don't think they're going to be getting any worse. Uh, Pickett, I saw a quote that said he's definitely playing, but I don't know if that's true. It was from him. He's not a a doctor or anything, so I don't know if the team will hold him out. I haven't heard anything to this point. Have you heard anything?
1: No, I've heard like questionable to this point, but I also heard that quote you said. Kenny wants to play, and um, for as much as I like to knock Kenny, and for as much as I don't consider him a franchise quarterback, I do respect his toughness. Even on the field, he's always willing to hang in there and take a hit before he makes a throw. And, And it's the second time this year where He's battling through an injury to get back on the field the following week. And uh, we saw a lot of Roethlisberger in his time. And uh, I, I appreciate the toughness Kenny's bringing here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody likes seeing that. But even more than that, they like seeing points. What do we think about the offense at this point? Um, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, Jacksonville obviously seems to be a serious contender. I mean, their division might be... The worst in the AFC, kind of looking at it, an overall view. Uh, Texans, Titans, and Colts. I mean, do any of those teams scare you?
1: Out of the South, Jacksonville is clearly the favorite here. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I think they're the only team out of that division I'd consider a legitimate threat. You know, um, yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I like a lot with Doug Peterson, the coach quarterback combination. Um, Especially, they have a chance of wrapping up the number one seed if Kansas City, you know, falls a game. Uh, um, but as far as you know, Tennessee or Houston, um, you know, I'm I'm not too keen on those guys. Indianapolis neither,
0: of a backup quarterback. Um, uh, J- JP, are we are we maybe overreacting a little bit, or maybe saying the Steelers aren't good? Which I, I don't think they are good compared to just like the eye test, just from what you've seen. Good teams look like over the years. But, like I just said, looking at some of these records, I mean, most teams... So, let me know what second-place team scares you not named the Buffalo Bills, okay? So, the Dolphins lead their division, obviously. But after that, the Bills are good. But then after that, Jets, do they really scare you? They're 4-3, and three, but they don't really scare me. Not with Zach Wilson, at quarterback. Uh, Steelers, 4-3, and but then you also have the Browns and Bengals. Bengals probably scare me the most out of that, and they're statistically in last in the division right now. Um, Jaguars are in first. They're second-place team, Texans. Now, I know they beat the Steelers, but they're not. They're up and coming, but they're not there yet. They're still very early. Uh, Titans, they seem to be selling. They don't seem to be on the rise. Colts, uh, they don't scare me either. And then you see Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Like, not, none of those teams are good either. So, maybe the Steelers aren't good, and they're definitely not top of the division. But compared to some of these other wildcard teams, they're probably as good, if not in the conversation. If they could get an offense going.
1: A Defense has to continue to play at a high level, too, because their offense is just atrocious. It's, it's uh, like... I. Among those other teams, like, I, I don't think they're quite as good as Chargers. Um, you know, the records may not say so. I think we have a coaching advantage and a defense advantage significantly, but I think their offense alone, even though they're dealing with a couple injuries now, puts them over Pittsburgh. I also, like you said, Buffalo was an easy one. I also would consider um, C- Cincinnati, too, the other team. Um, they're definitely trending upwards right now. I think they could e- easily take over the division. Burroughs playing like the second-best quarterback in the NFL over the past couple weeks, as we had suspected. Jamar Chase is getting in the fold. Um, not much out of T. Higgins yet either, but um, no, I think the Bengals are finally finding some rhythm here. They have a tough schedule coming up. But like you said, I'd consider them the biggest threat outside of Buffalo among the wild-card teams right now. But I think the Chargers may have an opportunity to...
0: Yeah, I agree, but... And I and I don't really like doing this with franchises where it's like it seems like the Chargers just choke every time they make the playoffs. Yeah, that was also with with uh Ladanian Tomlinson and Phillip Rivers and they had Norv Turner, and then there's a whole new line. I mean, Keenan Allen's been there for a while. You kinda have that crop. Um But it seems like they always choke in the playoffs. Is it is that something we think I mean, there's Even recently, you you see these Chargers coming in. Justin Herbert, is it the year he's going to take over? And then it seems like they never really do it. Do you have faith in the Chargers? Do you think the Chargers won a playoff game this year?
1: I think they get in. Well, I think their ceiling is kind of like Pittsburgh this year. It's a battle with that team. See who will get in as, you know, the seventh seed, maybe the sixth seed. Um, But I I don't really see them rattling off a playoff win unless they get a lucky matchup against – you know maybe jacksonville if there's an injury they could find a way to upset him if there's a quarterback mismatch in some way but i don't like staley very much as a coach it seems he's a defensive coach and his defense never plays to the best of their potential guys like you know Khalil Mack and joey bosa derwin james not living up to, to the billing so to speak um i think like 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 I said, I think their ceiling's a wild-card round, and the only way they find a way to get a W-1 is, um, I think maybe there's an injury to another team. I mean, they had Jacksonville beat seemingly last year, and then they just rallied off that second-half comeback. And I mean, I put that on coaching.
0: I like I like the Jaguars. Um, I, I, I really like Lawrence, and I like Doug Peterson. I think he's a good coach, especially with, like, uh, the way he seems to be able to work with, you know, almost any quarterback. Um, and I think Trevor Lawrence has the pedigree and all the talent in the world. So I'm interested to see where the Jaguars are going to go. And that combined with the AFC North just kind of looking like trash, maybe the Texans in the next couple of years. But uh, I guess we'll see about that. To get back to the Steeler game, Steelers um, with a short week this week. Anything else you want to talk about with the Jaguars?
1: Yeah, I'd say um... – I think the weather had a huge impact in the game early on. Um, I that, think it actually benefited the Steelers early on. They were able to get three turnovers off um, early, but they were only get three points off of it. And um, you know, it looked like Jack, wide receivers, including Deontay Johnson particularly, I mean, he, he showed up and had a good game. But a lot of like cuts and r- routes that you're trying to run, I saw a lot of wide receivers tripping. And um, it really made a lot of the defenses on both ends to make some plays in this one. And um, Jacksonville just seemed like they were finding their footing later on better. Um, TJ Watt struggled to get off the edge. And when he did, it seemed like he was bending over and falling because you know the wet surface. And, um, you know, George Pickens, who I've said, I think he's limited in his route tree. And um, I think, he was, he was held to one catch today because he wasn't able to make any, you know, breaks necessarily. I think uh, Jacksonville, who is a very underrated secondary, played well against these wideouts. Um, Deontay Johnson reeled in 85 yards. But beyond that, no one else seemed to be making plays. They couldn't run the football. Najee had 13 yards um, on the ground. Warren only had 19 to add to that. And... Um, I, don't know, I feel like the, the weather played a role, in the officiating played a role to a degree. I think the Steelers did get—there um, were a couple calls I think that went Jacksonville's ways, but I don't want to put the whole blame on the officials, because I know that's like that's the easy route to go, and I know like Deontay Johnson was vocal about that this week, but I, I don't think they lost because of that, but it was definitely a reason that didn't help them in many ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see it affecting teams, but the argument is always, I mean, they're both on the same field. They both have the same referees kind of thing. Um, But I guess, I mean, just the way it goes, it can't always be even all the time, and certain breaks are going to happen for you one week and certain bounces aren't going to work the other week. One thing that I did think hurt them because of how precious points are, losing that field goal with that stupid guard being over the center penalty or something like that, where Boswell nailed – what, like a 50-some yarder? And 56. then, yeah, 56. And then it was a five-yard penalty. And if the first kick was on the 61-yard attempt, I think it goes in. But yeah, his I second agree. attempt went wild, wide right, away. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that was a questionable call. I didn't really see offsides, but I don't know if he was in the neutral zone or. Because I know if the uh, like Philly push that a lot of officials are trying to make sure that alignment are not lined up in the neutral zone that's kind of just like a newer thing that's going on yeah. i don't know if they're like nitpicking it but i mean to me from what i saw i thought it was a proper alignment um but i don't know it, it's for the flag i, I feel like the uh, hit on kenny pickett too where there was no call when he got hurt for the ribs was a little uh, outrageous too i feel like the flag should have been drawn just considering the one i think james Pierre had on Trevor Lawrence where it seemed like he just hit his legs and didn't put his weight on him. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I may have missed that myself, but I feel like, um, those are both borderline, um, calls that Jacksonville was able to get away with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, JP, anything else, uh, you want to take away from this game or do you want to talk about Thursday night football?
1: Yeah. Um and again, like Steelers outgain by over hundred yards. Um, they allow Jacksonville to have five point eight yards per play, time of possession nearly a ten minute differential. Um but 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 again, like I said, I like Jacksonville, this was a game I expected them to lose. Um I, I'm just most concerned here, like like Trubisky came in, definitely not. Like, I thought Trubisky was a higher-quality backup, and it seems like he really is. First we, of all, a double-triple coverage.
0: We were talking about this before, and I was watching the game with Producer Dress, and she as, as soon as he came in, I was like, how long until an interception? Because, like, as soon as he comes in, I just feel like it's it's just a matter of time before he... He leads them on a drive that gives me potential that ends in an interception, or it's just nothing. But I, I feel like I expected so much. Like I thought Mitch last year was going to really compete for the starting role and maybe show something. And he's still a, like his his lifetime um, record is a winning record. But I when he goes in, I just I. It's so risky, and I feel like the the risk isn't worth the reward with him a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree. It seems like they just stick to what Canada wants to implement, especially when Trubisky's in the game. It's never effective. I just feel like the play calling doesn't put guys in success to be successful, and Trubisky at this stage of his career, is, is he's still mobile, but he's just not making the proper reads. Um, there's a ball he threw into triple coverage I saw for interception, and uh, the, the interception across the middle of the field at the end of the game, which put Jacksonville in field goal range. You just knew it was a team that wasn't built to come down two possessions, um, at any point in that fourth quarter. And, um,
0: it really cost them Well, if you're stress. in the NFL and you don't have plays for that, you need to not be in the NFL. Like that's not an acceptable excuse right. for a high school. Right. I, I
1: agree. And it's, it's just frustrating. You know, it seems like it's an ongoing thing for two, three
0: years now. Um,
1: they just can't figure out the quarterback position or anyone to coach that position, for that matter.
0: The plasma, I, they should have brought in somebody like Kellen Moore or something when he left Dallas. What, like I I feel like Tomlin, and maybe we've said this before, They, they will never bring in a big-name right. guy who could take some of the – uh, glory away from Tomlin, maybe? Is it an right. ego thing at that point? Because you look at these assistant coaches, and half of them are just uh, assistant coaches in name only. Um Tomlin wants to have his fingerprints on literally every single thing, which worked for a while, but it it's not working with the way that offenses are run anymore. And um they need a, a different mind in there. I say every week, you know, uh, maybe like I- I'm tired of waiting for the offense to finally click. It's it's not at this point,
1: right? Uh, I agree, and like you said, it's kind of an e- it's an ego thing. And I'm not like I feel like Tomlin's a pretty solid coach, but if it's Tomlin in addition to all the uh, you know unqualified assistants that he wants to have, um, then it's just simply not worth it.
0: Um, I, that blows my mind though because they talk about coaching trees, and maybe you don't want everyone to have the glory. But like, people remember Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl. They don't remember the offensive coordinator. Like they remember the head coach, even if it's like an ensemble c- coaching thing, where uh, the assistant coach maybe your assistant coach at some point was Bill Belichick. Sweet, like Mar- Marty Schottenheimer had him or whatever. At a certain point, you if you don't have other good people there, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it has to be ego. I don't know what else it could be.
1: Yeah, and the frustrating thing is when people say like, "Well, if you fire Tomlin or whoever, who's going to replace him?" Well, Jim or John Harbaugh is going to be available this off season. Um, and look at who's switched teams this offseason. Sean Payton switched teams, Kellen Moore's—you said—switched teams. We had Brian Flores in-house; he switched teams. Um,
0: I well, I do think Eric that, the enemy, like exactly man. somebody like that, and. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm surprised. enemy went to a different. Is he with Washington now?
1: Yes. Which Sam body Howell's body looking body.
0: pretty decent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Washington. I feel they're better than expected. They're not dynamic, but I mean, the offensive line's in shambles. But outside of that, they've been putting up more points than expected. Kansas City has regressed without Biennium. Um A lot of it's the wide receiver playing the drops, but you, you looked at. Um, Like Mahomes' numbers are identical to Russell Wilson's this year, but no one's putting any blame, you know, on Mahomes or whoever. But some of it is coaching. Like you're seeing all these guys move. And I don't know, it would have been nice to have gotten one of those guys to stick around or come in. Um, I I don't understand it. And when you look at Tomlin's history, he was most successful when we had Bruce Arians and uh, Dick LeBeau or even someone like. You know, Todd Haley, or even more simply, when we had Mike Munchak Man- to coach the offensive line, and now everything, piece by piece, just seems to have been regressed outside of TJ Watt's play and Minka Fitzpatrick.
0: Yeah, and Minka, who knows how he's going to be doing with this injury, and yeah. not that Watt is uh, a stranger to being injured himself. Although I think uh, maybe Cam Hayward could be back in the next couple weeks, so maybe that'll help get some players off him and.
1: And, and he's opened questionable it up. to even go this week. So we'll, we'll see if he goes.
0: But, yeah, that's kind of what I the, – the point that I was getting at originally before I got distracted, um, y- you don't see coaches leave Pittsburgh, assistant coaches leave Pittsburgh for a head coaching s- spot. I mean, who's the last time that did that? Winsen Hunt?
1: was Hunt did, but that was the Coward guy. And uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. The last Aaron's time somebody left the Steelers. Guy too. Yeah. So, and Dick LeBeau could have, but he chose to stay.
0: Right, so the, the point that I'm getting at is since the the last Steelers coach, assistant coach that moved on was probably Arians. But mm-hmm. Arians was also let go, right? He basically said he retired even though it was probably a you're going to retire thing so you don't get and fired. the sad thing is
1: that's probably what they'll do to Tomlin in two years if this doesn't pick up. Tomlin's going to retire in quotation marks. Like They're not going to come out and say we're
0: firing him. Yeah, honestly, that probably will happen. Um, Although I think they're going to give Tomlin as long as he wants to. But when the time comes, I think they'll do that. Um, But you don't see any assistant coaches leaving Pittsburgh, at least since Tomlin's taken over. And other than Brian Flores and maybe Todd Haley or somebody like that, who's the only other legit coach munchak for sure but munchak wasn't like a head coach like uh, that people like blew away he what coached denver for two years or tennessee I mean, he head
1: coached uh tennessee for yeah. a minute he went but, to denver uh, after all line was one of the best in the league when he was here and then when todd haley was also there, so their offense was scoring points one of the most explosive ones in the league and uh yeah i don't know what it is i feel like if the enemy moving this would have been a good fit for him um he has, like, that tough guy attitude that Tomlin has. And uh, I, I I don't know. It, just, it seems like uh, they're very tone deaf to the NFL in today's
0: day and age. I think before they say that to Tomlin, they, they do need to be like, look, you need to bring in a legitimate quarterback or a coordinator and, like, right, turn right. something that's
1: around. And, it, I don't necessarily want to fire Tomlin, but they they need a real – he needs a real l- assistant with him.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, JP. Anything else from uh, Jacksonville?
1: No, yeah, I, th- I think that about covers it. Um, I'm looking forward to a short week this week against Tennessee. Um, two, I- I'd look to bet the under this one. If anything, they're both um, both bottom five teams in passing yards and uh, bottom five in total touchdowns as offenses. Um, Tennessee just shifted to Will Levis, at quarterback, who's coming off a big performance with four touchdowns this past week, three of which went to DeAndre Hopkins. But um, believe it or not, even with the questionable quarterback and no Micah Fitzpatrick, I do like Pittsburgh's chances this week. We're at home. they, In their um, history, they have limited Derrick Henry in the past, I think their defense will overwhelm Will Levis making a second career start. The throws he was able to make against a team like Atlanta I think will be tougher for Pittsburgh. Um, This could be the two least exciting. I was
0: going to say, this would be a 13-10 game.
1: (laughs) Yes, this has
0: 13 Oh, my. (laughs) This is perfect for that, absolutely. Although the Steelers do make it, Somewhat better just because they're like a national, like 49ers, Cowboys, Steelers, Packers kind of thing. Like those guys kind of have the historic ones, but like it's always two teams that have almost no history against each other. It's like what you would expect in like a preseason matchup with like, I don't know. I think, I think if you want these premier ones, and maybe Amazon gets like the last pick, like we're going to do Sunday night football first. Monday night, and then whatever's left, Amazon, you take that, so you can, you know, make people buy Prime to watch a move game in
1: the first place. It, look, the quality is so bad, and it always buffers, and Amazon's is like everyone hates this move. Like, screw you, Amazon.
0: Oh, that's how everything. Pretty soon, it's gonna just be like you. If you want to watch the Steeler game, you need the Steeler app, and then yeah, individual. It's, it's you got to have the second quarter app, and then right. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> If you buy all three quarters the fourth one's free and then we'll charge you half right, price right. So if it goes to overtime and go three and out. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine if they if they, they charged <laughs> yeah, if they charged for first down Steelers, I mean, that would be a nice uh, uh, a, a cheap commodity, but um we were talking about Tennessee um yeah, this could be like I said 13-10, but that would require somebody to score a touchdown, so maybe it could be a <laughs> 9 to 6 game. Um, yeah, or it'll be I, some I like stupid it. thing where it's like nine to five.
1: <laughs> it'll be like a defensive touchdown, or uh, like you should bet like the over and field goals. That's the thing for this week. I don't know if that is, but um, that'd be something to look into.
0: Um, or or it'll be a, a a muffed kickoff that like somebody fumbles at the two, and then it takes four drive or four, like three plays for the Steelers to score from the two.
1: <laughs> but, um. One advantage here, uh, PFF has these offensive line. I think dead last. At least a week ago, they were dead last, so they're definitely near the bottom here. Um, they've been struggling ever since losing, you know, Taylor Lewan and Jack Conklin on the as their booking tackles. Steelers have a way to create some real pressure on Levis this week, and I think that's going to be the difference maker. Offense will continue to struggle here, but. I do like Pittsburgh's chances this week, but believe it or not, I think they can come away here with a victory. I'm thinking maybe like 17-14 at the most. But I I like the under here a lot. What
0: did you say the over-under was set at? Did you? Do you know?
1: It was like 30s. Let me check. Last I saw, um, it definitely didn't break the the, the 40s. Yeah. Also, while I'm looking, one bet I like a lot, too, uh, Seattle Seahawks are leading their division right now, Uh and they're set at plus 250 to win it because they're such an overwhelming favorite for uh, San Fran to maintain it. But Seattle plus 250 is definitely something to consider. Pittsburgh set at plus 850, by the way, to win the North.
0: (laughs) Oh, Yeah. I don't um, – I don't I – think, I think Cincinnati's going to finish strong and the Ravens are going to just be a better coach team and they're going to be the Ravens and have a better quarterback when it comes down to it. When it comes down to it, it's about the quarterback and the Steelers have probably the worst quarterback in the AFC North. Like it was up in the air with Deshaun Watson, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, my phone's
1: actually okay. – okay, so over under 36 and a half. All right.
0: Yeah, that's pretty low.
1: Yeah. very low. I've seen a few games now, like under forty of the past couple weeks. Um yeah, but Steelers Titans for sure, too. Lousy offenses, um last like yards scoring. You just just t- take the under in this one if you have to bet. I wouldn't bet it straight up or for spreads. Just take the under in this
0: one. Yeah, it looks like the Steelers right now are averaging like sixteen point. One points per game and it looks like the Titans are at um 18.8 points per game so yeah it's looking like a 16 to 18 um, although I do see maybe Boswell kicking the last minute field goal and winning it 19 to 18 that is a real score that we might yeah. see <laughs> <laughs> alright JP anything else you want to say with the wonderful Thursday night football <laughs> You know no, what? Um, do you like do you like know a- uh, the the schedules for uh, the next couple Thursday night games? I'm curious because I see this one uh, because they're always so bad. Week nine: Steelers, I Tennessee, Carolina, and Chicago. The following week,
1: yeah, a bunch of bad
0: ones. There, it's like in baseball when the the like the Pirates play against some team they never play. Like they're they're playing the the Blue Jays like the, the like there's no like history against them. That's what Thursday night football is. There's just no bad blood. There's just like let's just move through this. We all hate having to play it. Oh well, yeah, December like seventh, you have Patriots. Yeah, Patriots Steelers. That's not bad, but that's uh, one of the cr- close to Christmas ones. Yeah. Chargers Vegas. But yeah, Thursday night football is always kind of trash. They do get a little bit better near the end of the year, but. It's never good. Are you ready to make some picks? Yeah. All right, JP. Let's start with uh, numero uno. Number
1: one this week. um, I know they're coming off a loss, especially a loss to Mr.
0: Unlimited. (laughs) (laughs) However, I got to get that sound dropped so bad. Unlimited. Like it. it's it's literally i sorry to change the subject for nobody who knows who it is it's watch this M- russell wilson video of him saying unlimited it's the cringiest video i've ever seen like i feel so uncomfortable watching it
1: <laughs> um yeah but yeah it's just I, I didn't know he was weird until he was traded but <laughs> it's it's just so funny how that happened oh. um anyway I'm going to take the Chiefs against the Dolphins this week. Chiefs are minus two and a half. And uh, they're traveling to London here. I think Tyreek will have a big game against the Chiefs. The reason I, I like Kansas City is because uh, I think the is going to be 100% healthy. You know, he was dealing with an illness last week that he played through. Um, and, uh, you know, for Premier TV here, Taylor Swift may be at the game for KC. Kelsey has also scored a touchdown every time he's played the Dolphins. And uh, Dolphins' defense, I simply don't trust this year. They've been letting this offense down. Dolphins are 0-2 this year versus teams with winning records, 5-0 against teams with losing records. Kansas City allows the fewest sacks in the NFL, and i like them to rebound after an embarrassing loss this week. It's rare you get a team that gets embarrassed twice in a row. And uh, Kansas City is a great young defense who I think should be able to limit Miami. I think that could have a high scoring one here, but I think Kansas City pulls away and wins this by Uber Field Wolf.
0: So where did you say this was? It's Kansas City and Miami in London? Yes. Is that a home game for Miami or for Kansas City?
1: For Kansas City.
0: If you were a Chiefs fan, how pissed would you be knowing you're missing possibly the best AFC regular season game, or one of them? For sure, one of the most exciting ones. This is what I feel like Buffalo and Kansas City would be for this year. Although, they don't have the history. So, I feel like Buffalo and Kansas City is always a premier game. But the Dolphins are kind of up there, in the at least in the thick of things in the AFC.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be some good exposure for international business. But, yeah, that's thanks for Kansas City to miss out on our home game.
0: But, like, something like that, I mean, I guess those two teams are like point, point, points kind of thing. Where is more exciting for other people, maybe not familiar with the game? Uh, but do you think, like, if they were playing soccer here and they were all on the top level, like you would really realize, like that team, you would just, I like, kind of you feel just like want
1: you'd be the stars. Yeah, I guess that's why they're sending the homes.
0: Right? They they have some yeah. of the the biggest faces and stuff. I mean, it makes sense that the Chiefs would go, but I mean, I'd also be kind of pissed as a as a yeah. Kansas City fan.
1: Well, oh, yeah, rightfully so. It's tough to
0: lose. Out but at the same game. time, like, cry me a river. You're Kansas City. You're going to watch Super Bowls and playoff wins mm-hmm. and the, probably the best quarterback not named Tom Brady in the last 10 to 15 mm-hmm. years. Right. All right. Is this pick number three? Uh, Two. Two. Go ahead.
1: Number two this week, I like Arizona plus seven and a half against Cleveland. Um, And a big reason for that is uh, Kyler Murray could be back in the starting lineup. I actually expect him to now that Josh Dobbs has been traded to Minnesota. Um, P.J. Walker may be getting a start again for Cleveland if Watson hurt. And the whole thing of him has just been strange. So I don't know. I guess they're going to roll P.J. Walker out there, even though Watson's been cleared. Um, Walker, though, only has one touchdown to six turnovers. Browns are second to last in passing yards and passing touchdowns. This is a pass friendly league nowadays, Arizona, not nearly as explosive. Uh, Cleveland's defense is good, but if they get Murray back in the fold and, um, the seven and a half points in general is a ton. Cleveland hasn't been as dynamic as they have been early in the season. And, uh, you know, if you're moving off Dobbs, I'm assuming it's a good sign that Murray's back. And, uh, Give me the better quarterback and seven and a half points this week. I'll take the Cardinals.
0: All right. Next pick.
1: Next one. Um, this is a big spread, but and uh, I'm good. I'm I'm gonna take uh Baltimore this week. Baltimore's minus five and a half against Seattle, who's a team I like. But I'm rolling with Baltimore this week for a couple of reasons. They're at home, and uh, they've won four of their last um, four of their last five games We're on the road. And now, oh, I'm sorry, four of their last five games, just in general, were on the road. Now they're returning home. Um, And they played well on the road. Um, And every single one of their victories this season, besides one for Baltimore, was won by over six points. So the five and a half point spread I like. Ravens lead the NFL in sacks. Seattle's front seven struggles to put pressure on quarterbacks, which will be big for Lamar. And NFC teams can't prepare for Jackson real well. Lamar is now sixteen and one in his career versus NFC teams. Wow. Yeah, so I think he's going they're it's really like a speed you can't prepare for unless you see it on a regular basis. Seattle just made a Leonard Williams trade to upgrade that D line and get some pressure here. But I think Baldwin is able to come away and win this one in cover.
0: All right. JP, is this number four?
1: Um, I'm going to take Buffalo
0: plus two and a half against
1: Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got a tough schedule. Um, Last year, teams that played the Niners went defeated following uh, the week they played St. Fran. So um, Cincinnati coming off a tough matchup. They're going against the Bills who are coming off a Thursday night break. Get some extra days to prepare. I like what Cincinnati's doing, but I think Buffalo's actually going to take this one. Bills are second in the NFL in sacks, going against a struggling O-line that's protecting Burrow. T. Higgins has been practically non-existent. Joe Mixon hasn't been as dynamic out of the backfield. Bills are third in takeaways in the NFL. And uh, I think that they pull
0: away here in this one. Yeah. Bills and Bengals, Always, it, it seems like they're not being talked about as much this year. Yeah, Bills in Bang
1: well Bengals had that rough start, but yeah, Buffalo's been under the radar, I think. It's like or at
0: least they're not getting, you know, sunshine and rainbows blown up their rear ends like they are uh, normally the last couple years. It seems like it's almost more like all right, you guys look good a lot, but you don't really you know, you're not winning you're not winning AFC championships or Super Bowls. So you know. We're expecting more from you. Just go and Twelve and five isn't good enough anymore. You're you're you know a team that we expect to do that now,
1: right? And uh, I mean that's like low key. This could be one of the best games of the year. No one's really hyping it up, but yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, and it's the same week as Miami and, and Kansas City. Yeah, are they on at the same time? Because that would be evil to do.
1: No, no. no, no. Miami will be on early because it's in London. Um, oh. Buffalo in
0: Kansas is actually Sunday night. Okay, well that's good. Why wouldn't they do the the Chiefs? Like they can't have a night game in London? Wouldn't that be, or maybe it is. I don't know. But
1: yeah, I'm I'm not sure why they don't do that. But, I guess I don't I mean, know what the time
0: change is. Yeah, it'll be a good week. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean that could be another thing we're talking about. Just getting more exposure to the NFL. Going to Europe definitely gets them more exposure overseas, but it's also another time slot on Sunday. You're getting four games a lot of times now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I kind of like like the London um, games. I think uh, it's definitely good international exposure, but yeah, if you if you wake up early, yeah, like I'm a fan of, you know, rolling out and seeing what's on.
0: Yeah, it's like living on the West Coast, but. Uh, yeah. It's, it's they're always awful for the uh, fantasy football players if you're not really up on it and you're like oh shit i didn't realize i had to set my <laughs> lineup by 9 30 a.m
1: right then all of a sudden you're starting like someone on by or, yeah. or you missed
0: out on some david statement. montgomery no <laughs> but, um all right number five number five uh this was
1: kind of a hot take here um kind of like minnesota this week to upset the falcons um even in a money line matchup but they are getting four and a half points even if cousins done for the year they just traded for josh dobbs who's had a pretty decent year i don't know if he'll start over jaron hall but the thing is atlanta to me is just they're almost like the steelers they play an ultra conservative game with their quarterback desmond ritter has struggled and uh Heineke came in and played well. I think if Heineke plays, Atlanta wins. But if Ritter plays, Minnesota wins. Um, I, I, I'm going to take Minnesota here in an upset because I think they roll with Ritter. They're on the road. But they're coming along the past past couple of weeks. Jordan Addison's developed into a true number one. Um, TJ Hawkinson, KJ Osborne, they have the two best tackles, um, the best tackle duo in the league. And I think even with Dobbs or Hall, whoever's under center here, I, I just kind—I of, got a feeling here that there's going to be an upset. I, I like Minnesota this week over Atlanta.
0: Do you think it could be like uh, nobody's really expecting this guy to come in and take over, so maybe there's yeah. less pressure? Um, but also, do you think even if they think Dobbs is worth trading for, do you even want to put him in immediately with a, an offense he's not familiar with at all? It seems like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I'd almost take somebody with a lesser talent who's more familiar with the, the speed of his teammates and the playbook and things like that, at least for one week.
1: Right. I feel like Dobbs, you know, just we all know, as we alluded to earlier, high football IQ, I think he'll be able to come in and um, get some rhythm going here, obviously assess how these guys are in practice. But even with uh, uh, Jaron Hall, even if he comes in, I just I, I think Minnesota's on to something a little bit here. I don't think they can beat any of the top notch teams by any means. But like I said, this is more of a uh, letdown from Atlanta, who I, I thought they would be a playoff team, I said. Um, but la- last week's loss was just, was just a bad one against Tennessee. They got shredded. And. Uh, I think Minnesota, like you said, it's almost the fear of the unknown if a quarterback comes in here. Uh, Atlanta, Grady Jarrett's now done for the year. Um, And, uh, yeah, Desmond Ritter's coming off two weeks without any touchdowns. And, um, yeah, I I think Minnesota's going to find a way to pull off the upset hit here. Danielle Hunter could get off the quarterback, in the league in sacks. And they have some playmakers here that I think will put them just over the edge.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird seeing, uh, at least as a Steeler fan, um, seeing people trade for Josh Dobbs. Like this is the same Josh Dobbs that was what like the fourth quarterback half the time and was holding a, cl- <laughs> a clipboard for Duck. Like, it, it it just seems uh, like weird. But I mean, good for Josh. But it, it's it's yeah, weird all the time seeing he's it.
1: Like, than Trubisky too.
0: Yeah, I mean. I mean, I guess there's something to be said for intelligence in the game and maybe getting used to it, but I mean, I don't know. Josh Dobbs seemed like he he never really like dominated the fourth stringers in preseason that you wouldn't think uh, a Super Bowl contender would be trading for him in, in going into November to be a right. starting I mean, quarterback.
1: This is also a last-minute thing. I'm sure they were asking for Jameis Winston or some of these other guys. Other teams just weren't biting, and... In a last-minute turnaround, uh, Dobbs is probably the best. They don't think to, to ask for no, money, Mitch?
0: They don't think to ask for Trubisky or for uh, Mason? No, I, I would take Dobbs over both those guys. Then do you think this Taylor's obviously made a mistake letting Dobbs go?
1: Uh, not in particular. I don't know how much he's making. I mean, last year at the time, no one was talking about him. Trubisky seemed like a better sign. Um Obviously, he's not. I think Rudolph's better than Trubisky, but they're not giving him a shot. Um, I mean, none of these guys are a franchise guy. Kenny's clearly your guy, and he's not any good either. So,
0: I agree with yeah. that assessment. And <laughs> and, and, it, and it, I hate saying that because it feels like a wasted time and a wasted pick. And I like Kenny Pickett, but I like liking them doesn't make the talent better,
1: right? And. uh,
0: you see like I, mean, I like Charlie Batch all day. He seems like a wonderful gentleman. You're still not gonna outdo Peyton Manning.
1: Right. And it, it's just like it's like a local kid thing. And they if a quarterback's there this year, they should draft one if there's a better one, but they won't do that. They they don't want to admit they're wrong. That's why they still play they're still playing Dan Moore, they're still playing Najee Harris, even though the backups are better. They finally gave Joey Porter Jr. the green light to start, but that's only like because like he was clearly better <laughs> than the other guys. Um, yeah, it's just some of the decision making here. I feel like it's just dated and needs to catch up to the times.
0: I I need their trash to s- stop, like equaling wins they need to like start losing some of these games. As much as I hate saying it, they're being rewarded for bad decisions and stupid things. Other than TJ Watt. If you take TJ Watt off this team, TJ Watt and Chris Boswell are gone. This team is a two win team, maybe a one win team.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's fair to say, um,
0: they've been winning more games without,
1: uh, came Hayward than I expected. I would admit, um, I mean that yeah, that is
0: true. They they were out. Uh, Deontay Johnson. They're out. Pat Fryermuth. They're out. Uh, I mean Cam Hayward, who is more than just the, the the person that he is. Really, the the entire leader of the team.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. These decisions are so dumb, and it seems like it's get they stay middle middle of the pack. Um, and You're saying uh, they're pretty mad. They haven't had a playoff win since 2016, and. Honestly, I don't think they're capable of winning a playoff game with Kenny Pickett or
0: with Matt Canada. Uh, that's kind of crazy to think. I have a, a son in second grade who's never been alive for Steelers playoff win. <laughs> if you put it that way, that's wild. Yeah, I, I mean, the Steelers are kind of place like, place. Uh, like I don't know. I guess arrogant, or um, or maybe Steelers fans are like. It almost feels like. The, the history is, is making them bigger and badder than they are. Like, what have you done for me lately kind of thing. Yeah.
1: That's similar crap to just each and every week. Same old, it seems like we just repeat ourselves every week.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, <laughs> I think nothing changes as long as they fall backwards into a win.
1: Right. And, like they say, the standard's the standard, and they just say these things like, "We want to apologize for winning," and it's like, "Well, I mean, you have many issues to fix, and choosing to ignore them is why you're the biggest joke in the NFL right now."
0: Yeah, there's a lot of holes in the boat, and it's sinking, and they're not really acknowledging it because somehow it made another voyage, even though it's you know taking on a foot of water. Yeah. But, JP, anything you'd like to end with?
1: Well, let's just hope, you know, th- Thursday night this week, um, at home, I-, I think they do find a way to capitalize here and pull off a W. Steelers, I feel like, typically play well against Tennessee. And, uh, I mean, I hope- hopefully everyone stays healthy. Hopefully Cam's able to get back soon, even if he's not on there this week. And hopefully you uh, know, Pickett can get out there and, uh, and hopefully he stays safe and plays well. Um, I, I, I think this, sh- this should be a victory and a, a big victory um, in conference here if they can find the win. And, um, yeah, I mean, every game matters in this division right now, how close it is. Hopefully they find a way to um, pull it out. I mean, they're just – Titans are on the same level as them offensively, and I think Pittsburgh's got better defense here. You should be able to uh, win this one.
0: Yeah. According to the NFL Power Rank, Tennessee at 22. Your Pittsburgh Steelers at 14, right behind the New York Jets. I feel
1: like both of those teams are way too high.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow, like, when you're looking at the middle of the pack, like, the, the Saints are the 14th best team, like, the NFL sucks. Like, at least, like... <laughs> the, the, I feel like the good teams from 15 years ago would just mop the floor with some of these teams.
1: Yeah, it seems that Well, I guess, like, there's more.
0: But balance. the, but the guess, Lions like, back there would, and Browns would lose to every team then.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, teams are smarter now, too. So, like, Washington already traded two edge rushers for picks who they know they weren't going to resign. So you see kind of a trend here where, like, old teams kind of have it seems like most teams either have what they need or they're looking or trending in the right way. Yeah.
0: All right, JP. It
1: kind of creates an even playing field rather than your dynamic teams.
0: Yeah. All right, JP. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Happy Halloween, JP. Uh, very quickly, favorite Halloween costume of yours.
1: Of my like of specifically people who I've been.
0: Yes. Your or your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever had? Um
1: That's a good one. I, I would say um I, I, I've done Hopper from Stranger Things and I've done Biff from Back to the Future. I get <laughs> one
0: of those. Fair answers. Um <laughs> Alright, JP. Listen to regular poor man's podcast every Monday, except not this week, because we took a break this week. Um, But every other week, listen to that. Listen to Poor Man's podcast, Spaced Out, where I sit down with astrophysicist James Sanders, and we discuss black holes in episode one. Tune in. There will be another episode coming out in November. I have to think of a topic I'm going to talk to and then get back to James, but we're definitely planning one for November. Go and listen to some of the Poor Man's podcast one-on-one. I have one with Frank Nicotero, former... Penguins Defenseman, Darius, Casparitis, Clark Singer, Scott lazy and more. So definitely tune into that. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and all that good stuff. And for Sports Guy JP, I'm Chris. Thank you for listening. All I'm gonna say is I'm so happy yeah. that I
1: was allowed to be part of your day. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends. And if you just can't get enough, follow us on Instagram at Poor Man's Podcast 412, Twitter at Poor Man's Pod 412, and Facebook. This is Pittsburgh's own Poor Man's Podcast signing off. See you next week. In my opinion, that sucked.
1: You play to win the
0: game. What the Oh but they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Great cash, homie.